Robot you is the worst you. <laughs> the worst version of yourself. <laughs> Robot you is the worst you? I and mean, I think that's pretty self-explanatory, really. And episode title. back it's we were gamers episode 156 officially i think i think i titled the last one 155 and a half for sure i'm pretty sure that's what i saw so i think you had to it was Uh, the right thing to do we're back from marvel land marvel what are they gonna call michael you're in the know on this sort of stuff that's michael hey everybody he's a disney aficionado what are they gonna call the new marvel land in disneyland um, I don't know that they have picked an official name yet. I think everybody is just sort of calling it Marvel Land for right now. Because Star Wars Land is not Star Wars Land. It's Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's Edge. Right. Yeah. Which Star Tour is now lands at, by the way. Spoilers. Yep. Wow. Spoilers. <laughs> not every time. Just one of the endings you can get is landing at Galaxy's Edge. Spoiling you for a place you can't go to without a reservation. True. Somebody over there has three reservations? Uh, yeah, we might between ourselves and, and friends. <laughs> wow. I My plan is to not go there for years. <laughs> <laughs> there is some merit to that. After the reservation system ends, it's going to be chaos. Or it will be not chaos. It'll probably be chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to We Were Gamers. JJ's here too. That's true. And we are not going to talk Avengers Endgame for a third week in a row. Tonight is all Game of Thrones. Woo! See you later, Michael. Bye, guys. (laughs) (laughs) We will do a Game of Thrones podcast, but we wanted to get back to the regular podcast because we've started to build up a critical mass of things that we absolutely have to talk about. It's um, beginning to overflow, honestly. It feels... I was telling Michael before the pod started even that uh, it felt like it's been more than a month since we've talked about actual game stuff or, like, actual podcast news. Yeah. The weeks have filled up with a lot of Nintendo Directs. And also, for some weird reason, over the last couple weeks, uh, due to travel and other stuff, I've been playing a lot of games. Like, a lot. What? I know, nice. I know. So then, you know, we had to put off for talking about Endgame as much as we did, and honestly, not enough. I don't think we talked about Endgame enough. Uh, there is more we could talk about. Are, yeah. are you Let's... saying that we should have expanded it from two to three episodes? <laughs> <laughs> that's a 55 we were, and a half, that's and a, then 55 and two thirds. <laughs> we were gamers Easter egg, for those of you that listened to 55 and a half. Uh yeah. Oh, boy. Um, so we're going to have to push off Game of Thrones because there's no way to fit that in here. And also, we're going to probably end up pushing off a whole lot of other segments that, you know, like we have regular segments and those are just not going to happen because we got to see Final Fantasy VII footage. And I'm just going to throw out there that I am in and out. <laughs> okay. I don't know about that battle system, but man, that game looks pretty. The comment that I saw most often was that 
hey, this looks a lot like Final Fantasy 15. Is this going to be Final Fantasy 15? And then, think, wow, that looks pretty. Piggybacking off of that, I think one of the comments that I saw most frequently was, this looks like Final Fantasy 15, but good. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I, that's a lot of shade. We're not throwing it, to be clear, because I don't think any of us have played 15. We we have not. Okay. Nope. okay. Uh, you know what's really dumb about this? I watched and own that Blu-ray movie for Final Fantasy 15, and then I never played the actual game. <laughs> okay, hold on, stop. Why? <laughs> what Blu-ray for Final Fantasy 15, and why do you own it? So there was a movie that came out before the game came out. It's like it's called Final Fantasy 15 Kingsglaive. Okay, this is like a yep. similar animated thing, like Spirits Within kind of deal. Or like way back closer, closer to f- advent children i think it's the movie came out like months before the game was out okay close to to release and one was supposed to have watched this before playing 15 in unclear i don't know i didn't play 15 so i can't say okay but it was on sale <laughs> for like un- the movie did terribly as you can expect wow what a surprise <laughs> Uh, what it you know not the biggest audience for a movie there uh-huh. uh, and then it was on sale at a best buy for like dollars like three dollars or something <laughs> and i was like well i kind of want to see this i don't know i watched some of those like uh lead-in movies and stuff that they had on youtube and i was like ah, i don't know maybe and so i watched it and i was like this makes basically no sense uh, but okay, there was a story that it told. I don't know if it was any good. There okay, you go. that's okay. my Final it's... Fantasy fifteen opinion. There, <laughs> I mostly had been waiting for the DLC to come out, and then it turns out all the DLC got canceled, and so now I have I don't know. And also, you'd rather put two hundred hours into Xenoblade too? Yeah, that mostly. Yeah. <laughs> all right, FF seven. Um, D, will you play it? Just based on if you got to see nothing more. Than what we saw of Cloud still being silent, but also the rest of it, Barrett looking st- slimmer, trimmer. <laughs> and sounding like Mr. T. And sounding like Mr. T. And then an active battle system that reminds me of, what does that remind me of? Like a kind of maybe Mass Effect style RPG live dice rolling thing going on. Some people were saying maybe like Kingdom Heartsy stuff got in there somehow. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. what's I, what's your go-to right now? Yes or no? I'll almost certainly play it. I have so many like nostalgic memories of that first game that like I feel like I gotta. Is that why that game is good? That's a big question. <laughs> That's an episode on its own. That's what we're uh, here for. I do want to shout out if people have way too much time on their hands, people should go watch this YouTube series called Let's Mosey. It's a really, really long, in-depth look at like the early parts of Final Fantasy VII in English and Japanese, and the translation between the two, and how they're like different and like subtle things that are or aren't there. Okay. Uh, people should watch that. Uh, it's really, really good and interesting in weird strange ways does it prove that what was often the case in uh especially the era where we were watching anime and getting japanese games uh in our youth when things were just missing not so much missing there's a few errors that he points out but it's more often like 
very clearly this person was working on a lot of time or like a very short time frame and just translated this literally when actually there's a subtle joke that they missed. Uh-huh. Like, oh, hey, there's like context here that isn't being conveyed. Or like, hey, this person's char- this person's personality is not coming through in this way. And then there's like one text box that he very badly kind of screwed up, which sort of makes one character into seeming like a dick who should not be. <laughs> okay. It's, it's really interesting. It's like hours and hours long. So if you just want to get into the minutia on it, that's a good one. Let's mosey. Yeah, I will. Uh, to answer your question, Andy, I will definitely play this so long as they put it out for PC as well. Mm. Yeah, because right now it is PS4 only. Well, that Gosh. precludes. But I'm playing it too. Huh? I'm expecting they're going to give it the same treatment that they gave 15, which is it was also PS4 only, and then three months later it dropped on Steam. Still waiting for Kingdom Hearts to migrate over to the PC too. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I. This was a PS exclusive to begin with. Maybe they tried to work that deal again. No announcement about that. I think it's different because Square Enix fully owns it, whereas Kingdom Hearts has a lot of like Disney complications in it. So it might be a little harder to get that license for both PC and console and I don't know, phones or whatever they try and put it out on. <laughs> but they've made phone games for Kingdom Hearts. This is in a Kingdom Hearts podcast. Okay. <laughs> so all three of us would play it if we had PlayStations, but we don't. <laughs> Got it. I have a PlayStation 4, but do you think this is going to come out on a PlayStation 4? <laughs> uh, That's what they're saying. Look, man. PlayStation 5 is out the end of the year, right? Well, in theory. Who knows? Dual, I don't know that dual that's release actually launch title? Mm, yeah. Um, almost certainly not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I should, I should ask this because I just saw this today. Um... The news has leaked, but is unsubstantiated, uh, and it might change your opinion. They're breaking this into two parts. Oh, no. Oh, I believe they said that a long time ago, that they were planning to do multiple installments. Oh, I missed this part. So, yeah, the... So it's a $120 game? has it. Well, no, it's still the same game. They're just basically doing an episode one and an episode two. Yeah, but what does episode one cost you? Or does episode two come as the package right like it's free dlc or is it episode one is 59.99 and episode two there is 59.99 there are no details yet uh-huh i think you can expect the latter the way i had heard it was that this was like to be clear back when the game was announced so who the heck knows if any of what i'm remembering is just me making stuff up or not but like they were saying multiple installments not just two games and it was like the episode, the first one was breaking when they leave Midgar or something. Okay. Which I'm is teetering. like four hours into the game. Not I'm even teetering onto out again. Yeah. So what I what I saw was that they're actually going to end the first episode where the first disc ends oh. with someone, uh, someone getting a little stabby with a katana, let's say. That's like a way more logical place to end it. Right. Boy, oh, boy. I, you know what, at this point, whatever. Put it's a pin fine. in it. All right. Let's go. Okay. Let, 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 who knows? Let, I'm sure we'll hear more about it at E3 this year, I suspect. Yeah. Episodic yeah. games do lend themselves to the PC, so there's hope, I guess. And they, sometimes episodic stuff works out. Hitman was really great when it was episodic, I thought. You know what else we are sure to see at E3? 
a lot of because there's definitely more stuff coming out for this game. But uh, Nintendo did a direct for Mario Maker 2. Yes. It looked... Oh, I can't even... I don't know where to start. Okay. Well, let's start with... JJ, you're the only one that played Mario Maker? Yeah. I love Mario Maker 1. What a great game. Not that it was bad. I just don't think that Michael and I uh, got on board in time before that console was kaput. All right. So, this was like 15 minutes or something. I would say the majority of the first five-ish minutes or whatever is stuff that was already in Mario Maker. Yes. It's like, hey, you can place things and make tiles and whatever. Slopes was in there, which is new, right? So, Slopes was new. That was a big thing in the first few minutes. Right. And they talk about uh, creating with a friend. That's also new. Oh, right, right, right. That Which is a great idea. What a great idea. An amazing idea. Especially given how big and sprawling some of the levels can get at some points. Like having other people help you, you know, draw land or go into the warp world and start building the underworld level or something. Mm-hmm. Amazing I wish you idea. could dual screen it or something, but that's not possible. Yeah. But even, you know, if it's like, it, you know, it's not clear if the person has to be on the same screen, although they did show that. So, but can you do it online as well? That would be pretty cool. Oh, that'd be legit. Um, and then they started getting into stuff that was kind of new or different as you move towards the back half of the direct. You guys, that Mario 3D world stuff looks pretty cool. It's interesting yeah. that it it's completely separate. You can't even try to build a skeleton level before you switch over. Yeah, so they have said that if you switch to the 3D world, I don't remember what they're calling it, extra style environment right that it will wipe your board and start over is it sounds like the physics and the interactions and stuff that you can do in there are such that they don't translate back to the other styles right there are a lot more things you can do that just don't have an analog in the other uh, the other game styles you know for instance mario being able to climb up walls as cat mario being able to shoot bullet bills towards the or, uh, bonsai bills or whatever towards the screen all that stuff is stuff that is you, there's no way to make the physics of that work in the older Mario sets. So let's backtrack for a second to making a thing, right? Like in you talk, we're talking here about making a, a game out of the three new 3d Mario's, which wasn't possible either. But when you booted up Mario maker one, you put it in or whatever and, and you get into the game and it, it was it basically just make a level or play online. Was that your options before? Yes. So the first, um, let's see. The, there were like there were a few practice courses. I think okay, you could go into. I think they called it Course World or something. And then there were like a few courses you could practice on. Okay, that were basically like you know demo levels that Nintendo had made. But there were like five. I think it was very very small number. Well, it seems like they've decided and, that this is going to be a new version of that type of game, and they're they're because they're throwing in a hundred levels now, and like an RPG. Well, there's a there's yeah. a story mode. Yeah, the story so that, mode, yeah. The story mode is, it sounds like 100, you know, Nintendo-made Mario levels that kind of are like inspiration or ideas for how to use various parts or things that you can, you know, kind of, all, not tutorials, but kind of the idea of a tutorial. Well, and also to give people that don't want to pay for Nintendo Online something to do for a little while, I guess, maybe. 
Yes. So Nintendo yeah. Online is required if you want to upload or download courses. Do you do you like that or dislike that? You haven't signed up. I've signed up. I mean, we all should sign up. It's free with Twitch. You, if in case people didn't know that, uh, I'm more waiting to closer to the release date so I could sign up and maximize my time with Mario <laughs> before the free right. subscription runs. Out. Announced- I like that they. I like that they added the ability to download offline, which I think is really cool. And you could do that before, but with it being connected to an online thing and stuff, it was always kind of weird. Hmm. Uh, it was it was a pain to find someone's course and download it. So hopefully they have made that system a bit easier. Do you think? And the like random course, random challenge, hundred Mario challenge stuff is pulled right out of that first game. It's just like here's some random courses. Pick your difficulty level. Here you go. Hmm. So that's all. That was all straight there from the first one. Okay, but they've. It seems like they've added some value there and something else to do for f- the beginning of the game, and then also the online has not only oh an easier. They added the tags, you know, uh, that they showed there, where it says, "Oh, this is a puzzle solving level," or "This is a." Um, quick reaction level i'm making things up now but puzzle solving was a real thing um Mm -hmm. but more than that they added a co-op mode a co-op versus mode Uh, so i guess it's not co-op but just versus so like a multiplayer versus mode and as uh also the course world thing so course world was kind of something that existed before but it was just sort of the name of like an area in the menu okay it wasn't an idea necessarily as much as this seems to be, but Mm -hmm. it's hard to tell with the not having put my hands on it, but (laughs) that part seemed pretty similar, like the the idea of course world there. But I think the thing that they said you can do is connect your courses together, which is something you definitely could not do. So that you can make your little world or something. Yeah, no overworlds, um, but you can, you know, say you finish this level and you start the next one. 1-1, 1-2. 1-1, 1-2. Something like that, yeah. And being able to put clear uh, requirements on finishing a level is something completely new and, like, amazing. Yeah, it's not just get to the flag anymore. You can set whatever kind of finishing requirement you yes. want. So they showed tags kind of like uh, you have to kill all the Goombas or something? Right. They were like, oh, you have to collect 10 coins or you have to be Super Mario when you finish or you have to, you know kill X Goombas or something. They didn't enumerate all of them. It's hard to say like what all of them will be, but you can get very creative with that stuff. You know, you can hide Goombas or you can, you know, put only 10 coins throughout the entire level or, you know, make it like a real hard puzzle to solve. So you you can get really, really, really creative with having a goal in combination with, you know, just being able to physically get to the end. Yeah. I really like the addition of, of a co-op mode rather than just uh, a versus mode. (laughs) But I will say that having played uh, Andy, you and I have sat down and played some of uh, 3d world. Yeah. Uh And it, uh, it can turn into a bit of a mess. Well, the camera alone in 3d world was just not designed for it. As a person who played most of super Mario 3d world with a roommate at the time, Yes, that game may as well be multiplayer versus even when you're both on the same team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, you can make movements. You have, to, make you have to keep pace, otherwise. Yeah, 
and similarly, the uh, new Super Mario Brothers levels uh, can get that way very quickly as well. Especially because you know, it, and if you jump on someone's head, you they lose all their momentum and they fall immediately. It's like yes. the end of it. It's murderous. Yeah. Um, and you know, being able to play levels co-op in like Mario One and Mario Three and Super Mario World is like crazy and cool. That's like something that's never been able to been done before. Very interesting. I hope I hope they have tied it into being able to play co-op online. Oh please. Don't um, don't not do that, Nintendo, please. I would only do that with my friends, maybe. Uh because, you know, they showed in there the switches that you have to do, you know, oh, like you can oh, box people into So yeah, you're gonna play online with a random person and they're going to know that you need to hit the blue switch and then the red switch and then the blue switch and then the red switch and then they're just going to leave you stuck somewhere until you quit out of the game. <laughs> I mean, you know, but being able to play with a random person is one thing, but not being able to play with people online at all, even your friends, oh, I would agree. be insane, right? Oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, 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 it's going to be in there. And I playing don't want with your to friends will, with random people. Right. But. Yes. Yeah. Playing with your friends will be great. Uh playing with other people will be probably even worse than the crazy levels that are going to come in here with 500 angry sons on them. If they require me to play with my friends but only locally, that feature may as well not exist as far as I'm concerned. Agreed. Which sucks. Yeah. Okay, so angry son, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh Seems like maybe the levels should show you how many are going to be on there. (laughs) We'll see Uh, if they let you add lots. Yeah, because Angry Sun is one of those things where, like, because it moves with you, how could you even put more? They only exist in, like, one place. Unless you could stagger the timing, because I can envision a level where someone puts so many of them that, you, like, you start with a P-wing, and the suns are constantly swirling around you, and you have to fly your way through it. I don't know, though, but then they showed the reverse of the angry sun, which was the moon, and, and I'm not sure how you would be able to have both, you know? Oh, can you explain the moon to me? Because it seems like you have to unlock the nighttime stuff. You can't use it right away. So that was a thing in the original Mario Maker that not all of the pieces are unlocked for you to use at the start. Ha- you can, what? Yeah, so you would make a level and you couldn't you could only had like, you know, if you look in the tools menu or whatever, there's like six empty rows at the bottom or something. And then after you make your first level it unlocks another row or a couple extra pieces. And then after you beat your first 10 Mario challenge or whatever, it would unlock some more levels or, or more pieces. Or after you, you know, beat a hundred Mario challenge, it would unlock more pieces. So it kind of required you to play pieces and, or to play levels and then also to use those pieces in your own levels before it would unlock them for your use. Hmm. So it's like, oh, you've placed like a hundred bricks. Here's the, uh, sand piece or something like that. Was there a list of all that stuff so that you knew you had all the pieces or is it going to be all... Uh, there was a big screen and you would open it up and there were like empty boxes or not and if their box was empty you could be pretty sure there was something that went in there. I don't okay. remember it all because I feel like my roommate and I unlocked them very, very fast at the time. It was not a big deal. Yeah, I don't think they were. They made them difficult to unlock. Well, that's not the only unlocks you get now because you have a, basically a me character within the game. You also get hat unlocks too. So, 
So oh it seems like those hats are just to dress up your character who is, you know, kind of like your creator avatar so that people will be like, oh, this course was created by this person who looks like a bullet bill wearing a <laughs> piranha plant or whatever. Uh, and then they're like, oh, okay, I love bullet bill piranha plants levels. I'm going to follow them or whatever. It, all of that system was completely terrible and very hard to use on the Wii U because it was on the Wii U. Um, it looks like, however, though, uh, course IDs are back. So you get your awesome Nintendo friend code equivalent. Not easy to share. Great. Thanks, Nintendo. <laughs> but maybe there'll be good searching and stuff available on the game itself because God knows it was impossible in the Wii U. It was really, really hard. Like discovering and finding levels that are good and fun to play was very, very difficult. Everyone would just play the 100 Mario challenge and hope to find stuff that was good. They made it sound like there would be better tagging and sorting features in this game. It, the first one had nothing. It was like you could search by difficulty. That was it. And difficulty was based on clear rate. So if you made your level easy to clear, it essentially, or even medium, like what you would think is medium hard as a medium Mario level, the people that play Mario Maker are good at Mario. So that level is going to get sorted down to like 100% clear rate very quickly. So it would be like, you know, the the expert and the super expert levels would just be ones that are impossible because someone put a thousand angry suns or whatever, or 800 Koopas flying with Bowsers and clown cars or whatever. Or you have to know the jump trick for that specific block type. Yeah, ones with like secret fake exits or whatever that if you jump up three times or whatever, you can find a hidden block with a door above it and, you know, bad level design was all over out there. Um but, you know, by the end, like, famous level creators had gotten on it, and there were definitely some really cool levels that have been made in Mario Maker 1. And it sounds like all those people are in and interested in Mario Maker 2, so. One would hope. I mean, cool. the game looks like it's better and more fulfilling in terms of the amount of stuff they could do. Just adding 3D World alone, you know, they're going to crush new levels. It'd be great. So y'all want to engage in some rampant, unsubstantiated speculation? Absolutely. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, you guys watched the direct, right? Of course, yes. yeah. Yeah, so you looked at that style sheet where they brought up the thing like, hey, here are the course styles you could pick. You know, you had your Mario 1, you had your Mario Brothers 3, they had your Super Mario World, uh, and then your new Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Then in the bottom, there was that space where they're like, down here is Mario 3D World, you know, below like a dividing line. Yep. You know, that... uh it only took up half of that space. There was more space. They could have made that Mario 3D world separate in its own little area, but they didn't. They left it in an area that it only took up half of the area of. So people think there's more coming? And the, the area was titled Extra Styles, not Extra Style. Okay. Huh. And so the rampant speculation online is what if Mario 2... That's that is one of the things that I was I was talking to a friend about and we were speculating that would be great for them to add because it's totally different. And in the way that Super Mario th uh, 3D World is that you couldn't translate back to the other ones because, you know, the physics of that game, a.k.a. Doki Doki Panic in Japan, are such that they make no sense whatsoever if you flip them back to the other styles. 
Yeah, grabbing objects in midair. Yeah, jumping on their heads and picking them up and all that stuff. So that's the rampant speculation. Uh, I would love it. I have no idea if that's something they're actually planning to do or not. <laughs> I think that if we've learned anything, uh, internet speculation is the way that you find out the news. It's always right. <laughs> the way that I found out the news about Mario Maker, actually, uh, I watched the direct through the news thing on your Switch. Have you guys, likely you wouldn't have seen this, but JJ, when you pick up your Switch and you undock it or unlock it or whatever, on the left-hand side, there's like a little news ticker. Do you ever use that? No. You haven't? There's no real way to turn I've it off. I've seen it. Yeah. I, I've seen it, but I never, ever use it. You never use it. Okay. Well, Mario Maker 2 is right now is at the top of it. If you click on, if you hit Y and then A three times unlocks directly to the news feed and then you just click a again and you're in the mario maker direct basically uh oh very cool yeah it's a cool little feature and it auto follows different streams based on the games you have installed on your switch or have loaded onto your switch from the carts or whatever um so you're not getting a bunch of extraneous news that you don't need which is actually how i found out about tetris 99 again I mean, again, it was, yeah. it's been there. Yeah, Coming it has. Back. It's been there. Um, I got a little bit tired of the, when, like, right when the game came out, I was doing all right, but, like, I was near, it was like a top 10 kind of finisher when the game was new, and a bunch of people that didn't really know how to play Tetris were playing, you know? And then uh, people that did know how to te- be, you know, Tetris were beating me, and I was like, eh, whatever. Uh, I'll play Tetris again someday and uh, found other things to occupy my busy time. And then on my news feed, Tetris 99 pops up and says, uh, join the Maxim Cup, Maximum, Maximus Cup, Maximus Cup, I think is what it's called. And this was a a week or two, no, two or three weeks ago that uh, they had a challenge that you could play Tetris 99. And if you were in the top, hundred point getters and you get points per match when you play the game uh you'd get free gold coins and i was like ah i'm not that good not gonna happen but they just did it again and this time you get points per match by playing tetris 99 and then they give you skins for the game so you can reskin tetris to look like game boy tetris Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And all you had to do this time was get like 100 points, which took me 10 games or something like that. Maybe 20 games. Oh, that's not just in a single game. It's over a course of games you can build up the points. Yes, exactly. Okay. That's a cool way to do it. And it kind of like you get more points based on your finish. So if you get knocked out right away, I was wondering if you could just spam entering and leaving games. Uh, You only get one point. (laughs) So you'd so have you to can, that. but yeah, you'd have to do it a hundred times. But if you play a little bit, you get four points. If you play to the level that I play at, you get seven points. Uh, and I have no idea what you get beyond seven points because I <laughs> didn't get there. <laughs> I think you get more points if you get um, badges or knockouts. Because um, obviously so I, it's a battle royale, right? I was going to ask if you have gotten into the, like the meta of understanding how to play that game. I do not understand how to play the game. I uh. 
I start the game, and if people are attacking me, you get these little yellow lines, and the yellow lines tell you somebody's shooting at you, so I put myself into defense mode, so I'm attacking them back, and I just hope that I'm better than them. <laughs> and then they usually so, get knocked out, and I switch to KO mode, which tries to target people who are in your death. So I heard, uh, listening to some other podcasts, a person who is apparently quite good, or at least sounds better than you and certainly <laughs> better than me because I'm ungodly awful at Tetris uh, was talking about sort of how he racks up because the, it turns out that the badges are super important to yes. getting really high because what they do is they multiply the amount of garbage you send yes. to other people. Right. So if you clear two lines and you have a badge, you send, I think, four lines. Which is uh, what a crazy advantage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is why there's an auto-target feature for people with badges. Yes. So you can try and burn them down. And if you kill someone with badges, you absorb their badges. Correct. You know, like Riddick style, keeping what you kill. (laughs) (laughs) So. I was going to go with Abathur. Also a good one. Uh, So this guy was saying that his plan is you, you always play in the beginning. You sort of slow play it. And it's actually optimal. And in some cases, very good to wait, not make lines, and intentionally not make Tetrises. Like, don't so clear? That, yes. So that you have a bunch of stuff built up, so that the game thinks you are close to dying, so that a bunch of people target you with the KO one, and then you flip it around and make a bunch of lines. Because it's not just uh, making a bunch of threes and not is sometimes better than making a single Tetris. Mm-hmm. Right, so because a Tetris is four lines, but if you make a three and then a two and then a three and then a two, if you have like one badge that builds up to like way more lines than just you know a perfect Tetris's all the way down your well. Oh right, yeah, because it's just like the depth of the well is only so big, right? You can only get so many lines vertically. Sure. I yeah. mean, eight lines is probably about as safe as you can be. Yeah, right, and so, you know, strategy. building up a bunch of garbage so the game thinks you're close to KO, because that's how it tracks that. Then people target you with the KO stuff, and then immediately flipping around and clearing a bunch of lines on them is a quick way to target a bunch of people at once. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you target the people that are attacking you, right? Right. So you, you wait till the, you get targeted by a bunch of people, you put it into defense mode, so you target all of them back, and then you knock out like six people at once by spamming and clearing a whole bunch of lines. I'm not that good. It requires you to be good at Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like super intrigued by this. I was like, oh my god, there's this whole like meta layer on top of this, like get them to target me so I can target them so then I can kill them and get their badges so that I can target other people with badges and the, like, do all this. It's like and meanwhile, you have to play friggin' Tetris, which is hard enough by itself. <laughs> I do, I'm a level, I'm a like a thirty to twenty, like a twenty to thirty player, roughly, uh, and that's with me just literally flipping the the auto target around a couple times per game, never looking at the other players, and just trying to clear my board as hard as possible. Um, it's it sounds like no one actually like targets single people by looking at their boards or whatever. There's no time for that. It's all using the like four presets or whatever. Tetris gets like, really fast at like 25. It, oh my god, it's hard at the start. Uh, it's not hard <laughs> at the just, start, but definitely I'm by so the end of that game, it's really hard. I'm so uh, bad at Tetris. Um, so I got my little Game Boy thing, and it turns out they wanted to get people in the game because. They're marketing something, which I think is kind of cool. 
So they put out this battle royale mode for free, right? They're trying to like get people to play the game a lot, which seems to be working. I was finding matches instantly. I was not waiting for much. But they're selling, you have to have Nintendo Online to play this game. They're selling a $10 version of the game inside the game. You can get it as DLC, which gives you CPU Battle Royale and normal Tetris. Oh, so now you're playing against computer reaction times? So No, I mean, if you play against CPUs, I don't know if you can choose easy, hard, or medium, or whatever. Uh, But it essentially allows you to play... Tetris 99 offline if you don't want to play for pay for Nintendo online. Aha. Oh, there it is. See? So that for is cool. For 10 bucks, here, have enjoy really polished new Tetris. And it's not, the okay, Battle Royale. You have mode. to have you have to have online to get the game to start with, right? No. You can download it from the eShop for free. You okay, just can't so play you, it without Nintendo online. Unless you pay this 10 bucks. Right. Got it. Okay, I wasn't sure about that. I didn't. I thought you had to have online to get it in the first place. Well, speaking cool. speaking of Nintendo Online, though, I don't and Mario Maker. Did you see that they're offering a Mario Maker and Nintendo Online bundle for? Uh, I think it was only at ten bucks more, so that you get like half price Nintendo Online, and they clarified that it adds on to your subscription. I did see that. I did not do the math to figure out that it was a good deal. Like half that, price. That is a good deal. Yeah, that's pretty so cool. So if you get the Switch one, you if you get the uh the that deal, you get in the bundle and then you also get the one from Twitch, Twitch and Switch is hard to say. Uh you end up with 2 years for $10. That is a price I can Can't live with. That. <laughs> yeah. And then you can go play Tetris 99. Very cool, anyway, man. I played a lot of that this weekend cuz I wanted to get my 100 points. What have you guys been playing? Well, I fired up something new, um, one which I know you will appreciate, Andy. I finally started playing Monument Valley 2. <sighs> I still haven't done it. I've been on a different phone game. I'm like halfway through Monument Valley 1 on my phone. That's so good. Is the music as good? It is, yeah. The music is as good in this one. And it's interesting to have a in this one, You there are several levels where you have uh, multiple characters. What do you mean? So you, in this game, you are, it's the, it starts out as the main character and her daughter. Oh. And they very quickly get split up. Oh, And I there's see. a mechanic okay. where when you, whenever you move, she is always moving to try to get back to you. So in a predictable fashion, you can, like, she's always, if you take one step, she'll take one step. Yes. Okay. So okay. It's, yeah. So, it's and a, so you can you can manipulate her movement so that she steps on switches and manipulates things that you can't reach from where you're standing. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> you know what that sounds like? That sounds like. Did you guys ever play any of those like Go versions of phone of games? I think Ubisoft made a bunch of them. No. It was like Hitman Go and Laura Croft Go. Oh and Pokemon yeah, Go. I, I remember those. No, not Pokemon I played Pokemon Go. Go. No. Uh, they're like board game puzzle games that sound a lot like this, where you are moving on you know, a track, and there are other pieces moving at the same time, such that you have to intercept them in various ways in order to get you know, 
not murdered or whatever. <laughs> but that those were maddening because you would be like, I need this guy to step here on this square after I move two squares, but he's always one square off. And now I have to go back 800 turns to find <laughs> out where the piece is. So it's in the, ah, yep. Very cool. But yeah, the music is just as good. The art style is still excellent. Do you feel the same sense of there? They did a really good thing in Monument Valley one where they were world building without you really feeling like there was a story being built. Mm -hmm. You kind of, you kind of were getting a history lesson at the beginning of each level that was very cryptic and then you walked through a level that you didn't realize maybe was tied to the story you had just heard until after maybe the finish of the game where you kind of put all the pieces together a little bit. Is it still that kind of like ambient world building or is it more direct since you kind of already, they've already done that and you have your daughter here in this game, et cetera. Um, you, that's hard to say. And that might be an easier question to answer once I finish. Okay. Um, but you definitely get the sense of um, the sort of wandering without there being, I don't want to say without there being a purpose, but without there seeming to be any, you know, urgency to your wandering, which I think was present in the first game, right? You're on this journey and the point isn't to get to the end as fast as you can. Yeah. The first game didn't have a rushed feeling either, really. No, no. And that's what I'm saying. They have preserved that sense of you, you know, you are, you're on this path um, and just sort of going at your rate. JJ? I finally completed Sekiro. Uh, <laughs> Got oh, wow. To, got an ending. I was wondering uh, if we were going to hear if you got an ending or gave up. <laughs> nope. Are no, there, I did it. I are persevered. There, there are. Uh, and I'm going to uh, can bring up this minor topic here. How do you guys feel about cheating in video games? What do you mean by cheating? You have uh, to define cheating. So in this specific instance, uh, I completed the game. I got my first ending. And I saved right before the last boss because there's a choice you can make at the last boss that, you know, basically chooses your ending more or less. Okay. I, oh, your ending's not chosen before then? You have to do stuff to unlock the various endings, which I made sure that I had done so that I had the option of various endings. I see. Okay, so it, you play the game through and along the way, let's say there's A, B, and C endings, right? As sure. long as you hit switches B and C when you get to the end, you can get A, B, and C. But if along the way you didn't wander off the path and hit the switch, you only get A? Correct. As or a choice? You only have, right, you only have one choice at the end. Okay. Right. Okay. okay, that's pretty standard. So... However, that last boss fight is a real doozy, and <laughs> I beat it once and decided I'm good. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you don't want to play it again to see the other endings. So you well, went I, on but YouTube. I did want to see the other endings. No, I didn't go on YouTube. I loaded up Cheat Engine. Okay, so this is like Game Shark. Yeah, it is a PC program that runs in the background uh, and targets another process running on your computer. And starting to get a little technical here. 
But basically, all you need to know is there are people out there on the internet who have done this work for you, and you can basically load up a table that they have created of cheats, essentially, that works like a game shark would. And there's a little table, and you hit check boxes next to them that says, hey, I want unlimited damage. I want maximum posture all the time. I want to take no damage. I want to deal five times damage. I want to have all the items. I want to blah, 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 blah. Uh, and I decided that after I beat that boss that first time, which by the way, involved like multiple days worth of getting very angry at the game and like <laughs> turning the computer off in frustration more than once and games decided, are fun, you know, you know, Hey, <laughs> I, I beat it. You know, I felt amazing and like I had done so well, but I wanted to see these other endings and I didn't want to spend eight hours doing this. You so too. I multiplied all my damage by three and I halved all the boss's damage and gave myself infinite posture and beat it two more times in five minutes. <laughs> Let me tell you, funny. that's a pretty fun way to play the game too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't so, know how I feel about cheating. If To answer your question a little bit uh, in the tongue-in-cheek way, I think it's so fine. I, Right. I'm uh, I'm currently staring at the cheat engine icon on my desktop, so I think that probably says enough. Yeah. I, I don't often load up cheat engines. Um, I never had a Game Genie. I definitely put codes into games that had so a thing that no longer exists anymore for, for your True. younger listeners. Game Shark codes. Uh, yeah. No, not Game Shark codes, but, but a thing that no longer exists in games anymore for the younger crowd when you went into your N64 game, a lot of the time uh, there would be an extras section. And in the extras section, you could just put in codes. The manufacturer of the game said, if you put in XKZYPD3, then you got the Naboo Starfighter and Rogue Squadron, right? Um, you couldn't unlock the Naboo Starfighter. Otherwise, it was an Easter egg that you had to know about. So that type of stuff, I don't think is like cheating overall, if, especially if it's a direct option. Um, and especially in PC games, I mean, is it cheating when you, when you load up Skyrim mods and stuff like that? It's all so fuzzy that it doesn't bother me when people do it. I just have never gone to the lengths of like breaking the game stuff because I find that to be too much work. Yeah. So I will say it is possible to use cheat engine to build your own sorts of these tables. And I've done it a couple of times for like really easy stuff when I'm playing like, uh, emulated games and stuff where it's really obvious like oh hey i just took one damage let me look at my you know search for a number that just went down by one <laughs> you know <laughs> that kind of a stuff it, it it's a very powerful um engine it has a lot of programming features and stuff for people that want to learn about that stuff but uh it can be super time consuming so it is nice that there are people out there on the internet publishing tables for these games that are just like hey man just click this button and it multiplies the damage you do by five and this other button will half the damage the enemies do to you. Well, it's nice that it, it runs it, through Cheat Engine too, so that you know that you're not gonna, they're not gonna like bone you over. Right. It's you know, it's like running some kind of crazy script here, and you don't have to worry about like, oh, they're gonna try and like delete my computer or something. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I I picked up a copy because I while I did actually do it the hard way as a kid, there was no way that I was jumping rope a thousand times in Final Fantasy IX again. Yes, because nobody has time for that. Yep. What? Wait. Cheat what? Engine, cheat engine that number up to nine 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 nine, and then just uh, jump once. Yep. Wait. What? <laughs> so there was in 
in Final Fantasy IX, they okay. introduced a trophy system. Uh, and there were a bunch of side quests you could complete or milestones you could reach in the game that would unlock different trophies for you. And one of the trophies was called King of Jump Rope. And right at the beginning of the game, and only at the beginning of the game, there is a mini game that you can play with one of the characters where you are in a city square with a bunch of kids who have a jump rope and you can see how many consecutive times you can jump the rope. Okay, I do remember this part of the game, but I didn't really remember a thousand times being a thing. Right. So the the highest that a lot of people went was 300 because you could get a really powerful card for the card game early on. Yes. But if you Maybe went all why. the way up to 1000, you would unlock this trophy. Um, and the speed would the speed would vary throughout at set intervals, um, and sometimes it became like staggered. Um, no, and it was it was just this huge ordeal to get through it. Yeah, and, and, and you know, just like fighting yourself once you get up into the nine hundreds, it's like don't miss, don't miss. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had some experience with fighting myself recently with Smash. I don't know if you guys have seen our instagram lately oh yeah uh, mm-hmm. trying to do century smash with ken by only using the b button no no uh-huh god and the uh the fighters that show up get progressively harder and you're at you know 200 percent damage by that point and you're just like oh my god if i have to sidekick one more time oh no and then you do you face the wrong way for the for the B up and you end up shooting yourself off the level at ninety nine people. Yeah. Womp womp. Oh boy. The, you know, that's a you know, I've used Cheat Engine before, you know, like other old RPG games that have like, oh, to repair your weapons costs like percentages of your money and stuff like that. Uh-huh. You're like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to spend Forty percent of my money every time I want to repair my weapons. How about this costs zero? And <laughs> or you fix your money at every time you spend a dollar, and then you leave the store. It didn't actually subtract any money. <laughs> yeah, so you, you can do all kinds of stuff with Cheat Engine, and I just think it's a you know I I had already beaten the game once legitimately. I don't yeah. think there's any kind of like worry about authorial intent or whatever. Oh, sure. I made it too easy. And actually, even if it's it's a single player game, who cares if you just want to cheat your way through to the end? Go for uh, it. I don't know. We're in a place kind of where the narratives of a lot of games is not the draw anymore. You know, the the game as a service is mostly about the mechanics of it. And and I know that you're talking about a single player game here, but I think your first point is better where you say, I beat it legitimately once and now I don't want to pay to repair my weapons. But you got to go through it the first time. I'm not above being the save scum guy, right? Like, I definitely sure. got, like, halfway through um, Battletech and lost Decker, and I was like, no, nah, I'm playing this mission again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, like Decker's, think- Decker's lived a long time. He's going to make it to the end of this game. Thankfully, I wasn't doing that all the time, but, like, a, sca- a save scum is a different thing entirely where you're not, like, cheating the mechanics. You're just saying, I'm going to put time into this and I'm not dealing with the story aspect of having lost XYZ. I don't yeah, know like that, like, me. walking into a g- the game right away and just, like, deleting all the mechanics of making the game what it is is the right path. 
I don't know, but like, who are you to say what is right? It's okay. something that's that's okay. possible. Maybe someone enjoys this feeling of being just uns- insanely overpowered and they want to run through it. Like, I don't think that it's necessarily wrong. I mean, it's not like there's the sanctity of the achievements to worry about. You can cheat all the achievements on in Steam in no problem ever. The consoles are similarly broken. So, like, you know, yeah. I don't know, whatever. I'm not... Like, it's... Nah, whatever. I don't begrudge people, people if they want to do it a different way. Uh, I agree with I, you about the experience stuff. I, like, yeah, hey, I, I think you the game is having the experience. Right, you're what, robbing yourself, I mean, honestly, a little bit of the experience of what the game is, even if you don't at least try it right away. The right, the quote unquote right way the uh the authored way right or the way that's in the game right, right. um because if you're gonna say, boot up a game and then you're just gonna play superhero the whole time I mean, there's there's games that are out there that are like that you could not spend all the time trying to cheat the game sure and I will yeah. say I used some very very cheesy and exploitative strats to win like. Yeah. Stuff that's in the game. Yeah, that's in the game. I made walk off cliffs. I made, you know, by jumping into areas I shouldn't have been able to get to. I don't care. I won. Mm-hmm. That's the W, man. Yeah. I'm kiting people in Mass Effect was key sometimes for playing on, like, I'm not going to use my powers here. You know, I don't have powers that I'm supposed to have at this point, and I'm underleveled or whatever, but, like, enemies in that game were really easy to kite around corners. So, yep. whatever. Yeah, it's it's the discussion, that, and we've talked about this before, it's a discussion they have frequently in the games done quick realm, right? Speed running, what is a, what is an exploit versus what is a, what is a cheat? Right. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear you can label the stuff I did with Cheat Engine as cheating. That's cheat, sure. <laughs> right, yeah. And but, so, you know, like, is it unfair for me to ha- not have to have fought that boss because I made him walk off a cliff? I don't know, you decide. I, I, don't I don't think care. so because you it. said you played it the first way and you slammed your computer and you you know what I mean like oh no that was the first way I beat that boss I didn't right, actually that's, fight that's what I'm saying yeah like you you put in the blood on it and instead of just going to YouTube to see the other endings you did it through game who who cares oh it wasn't the last boss I'm talking about I'm talking about a different unrelated boss the only oh. way I killed that boss was by making him walk off a cliff oh okay but that's in the game not with cheat engine. Yeah, didn't use cheat engine for that. Well, then you used the game to, to beat the game. I don't understand what the problem is. I don't either. I just, you know, I'm <laughs> making the distinction clear. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, exploit. It might be, it might be a cheese strat, but it's not cheating. People who beat that boss legitimately, I respect them a lot. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I walk a, a little bit more straight edge than than cheat engine but i don't think that i live in a just like a people that do that or a disgrace kind of world like i think a lot of people do actually i don't know fair enough that's kind of it that's kind of been it for me (laughs) uh do you guys like konami speaking of codes you could enter Mm -hmm. no no you don't like konami no kind of not a great company anymore oh what about but free konami things i want to hear about it get on your phone and download pixel puzzle collection okay what is this <laughs> it's konami and it's free okay i like uh, free uh i don't know i don't know where i heard about this but uh we were in the car for a, a bit this weekend driving back from jpl pasadena 
uh, and there was some traffic, and we had some time. It's Picross, but Konami made, and it's free, and you just make a bunch of stuff from old Konami games on Picross, and that's it. I do like Picross. Well, here you go. Free Picross with a lot of puzzles. Picross rules. I have yet to see... I've been in the game quite a long time now. I have not seen a single microtransaction. I don't understand how it's free or why. Maybe it's related to their anniversary, but hey. Uh, This version says contains ads, so I'm guessing that is how it is free. I have no ads in my version. Well, I'll try this. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Good find. Quick add-on to Konami. I don't know if we mentioned before. Uh, Hey, that Castlevania collection is out. Oh. I saw that that finally came out. And more games were announced for the Genesis. Did you want Soten to be on one of those Castlevania games? No, we knew that Soten isn't. Oh, right. Yeah, we did. That's right. We did that. But uh, I think that we determined on this that there's definitely a second one of those coming based on the games they left out. I want there to be. A modern era version. I would like that, but who knows? You listening, Konami? It's me. JJ. I know. Give me the games I want. <laughs> uh, if people don't want Soten on their Konami collection, they had better explain why. Where would they do it? That's podcast at webergamers.com. Also, like, seriously, justify yourself because it's like maybe the best <laughs> game ever made. What are you doing? Why would you not want it on everything all the time? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you could hit us on Facebook or Instagram uh, at We Were Gamers. We're on YouTube, and get on there and listen to this podcast on YouTube. It's real good. All the uh, component classes and Star Trek pods are broken out into little playlists and stuff. Star Trek pods. Easy. Yeah, go back and listen to that uh, hmm. that away team draft. That was a good oh, pod. That just came out uh, last Friday. So hard to pick, man. How do you even decide some of these? Should we give a little teaser here? Uh. I think JJ's doctor was the EMH and I ended up with Beverly Crusher and that's your little teaser. You should go listen to our little Star Trek pod about drafting our away teams. It was so good. Oh, it was so fun. Star Trek pods come out on the 15th, by the way, all the time uh, or close to it. The Friday closest to the 15th and uh, they're monthly and starting next month, it's going to be all discovery all the time. For a little while, not all the time. Yeah, until we have seen it all or decide not to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Preview, uh, we're three episodes in, and I'm liking it. I'm I'm two episodes in, and I like it a lot. Okay. Nice. Right. I haven't watched that third one yet. All right. Uh, there you have it. Uh, we Were Gamers pretty much everywhere you can find it. Hit us up. Find us out. Subscribe. This Mario Maker 2 and Switch Online bundle is sitting in my cart, but I refuse to pre-order games. Oh, are you going to be bummed out if they take that away right after the game comes out? Oh my god, do you think it's pre-order only? I don't know. Don't do that, Stranger Things. Probably not. Hopefully not. <laughs>